Hey, what's up, my peeps? So earlier this week, I talked about protecting your time and how to block off time on your calendar. Right, I wrote a whole blog post on it. I did a podcast, talked about some of the specific tactics and tips you can use to like be really effective with blocking off your time. The whole purpose of that was um, so you won't end up working on the weekends and you get all your work done at work, you're nine to five in your 40 hours and you're not, you know, spilling over that work isn't spilling over into the weekends or late at night. And you can use that time for, you know, if you're someone like me working on your own business, uh, in this case for me, Snowball. And um, so I kind of went through all that, discussed some of the details, uh, went through the why, gave a bunch of bunch of reasons on, uh, not reasons, but tactics on how to block up your time in your calendar. Um, and then at the end, I said, hey, you know what, there's other ideas I have for like, you know, finding finding some time and, and making the most use of your time and being super effective uh, at your nine to five so you could be, have plenty of time to work on your side business. And so that's what I want to talk about today. So I brainstorm a list. I have like a number of items to talk about. It's all about, um, you know, being super efficient with your time at work and and not so so you won't end up working, you know, 60, 70 hours at what's supposed to be a 40 hour a week job. And so and with that, what that means is that you can then spend more time on what you really want to do. You grow in your side business and uh you know, and so that's the idea. So uh, I worked in corporate America for, for a number of years, and here's some tips, tricks, things I've learned that um, that helped me uh, be, you know, stick to that 40 hours, and so I can spend all the rest of the time doing the other stuff that I want and that I love. And so I'll go through the list. Uh, some of it will apply, some of it won't. Some of it might be kind of obvious, some of it isn't. Um, either way, I'll run through the list and hopefully you at least find one or two things that uh, you can apply in your life and that you'll find useful. So let's get into it. All right, so the very first thing that I want to talk about, and this is probably an obvious one, um, but I don't want to overlook it. Is, is wear headphones at work. This is, so one of the biggest problems I find is distractions. You're at work and, and there's just noise and there's chatter and there's people coming up to you and there's like a bunch of stuff going on and it can be really hard to kind of focus. And so what I found is, um, like probably a lot of you found this, is you know, wear some headphones. But uh, I think it goes a little deeper than that. I think you wanna, what, what, what you really wanna do is invest. This is an investment, uh, invest in a good pair of headphones. And so not not the cheap uh, little knockoffs that you get at the airport or whatever. Uh, you wanna find like noise canceling headphones. You're probably gonna have to spend a little bit. Um, I, I have the, like the Bose wireless. They're about 350, but uh, a bit pricey, but uh, what I find is uh, they work really well and way better than some little cheap little earbuds. Uh, they're comfortable, they sound good, and most importantly, they block out a lot of noise. And so um, I guess it's more so much, think about it as an investment rather than an expensive purchase. Um, because it, it is nice to have it, but what I do find is it really helps me concentrate and get 
a lot of work done. And so, uh, so it's almost like I'm more productive in my, in my work. And so, you know, I'm not, not, I could get a lot more done in less time by blocking out a lot of noise. So invest in a good pair of headphones. Um, again, I use the Bose, you can use Beats, or there's a, there's a bunch of good ones out there. Um, noise canceling. And then as, as far as music, um, some people can uh, work to any music. I, I can't. Like, I can't work to music with a lot of lyrics in it because I guess the words get jumbled in my head where I'm trying to, with my own thoughts. Um, so if you're one of those people who are like, oh, I can't work to music because, you know, it's actually kind of distracting, try, try, um, try instrumental music. So, you know, if you're into hip hop, you can find hip hop instrumentals. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, or, uh, or, you know, you can do something like classical music. That's something that I started to get into. Um, or anything where there's not a lot of words in it. EDM, techno, a lot of that sometimes doesn't have a lot of words in it. Um, but try different genres, just something to kind of like get something, you know, in your ear and you kind of block out all the noise. So uh, that is the first tip. The next tip, and uh, it's one big tip, and we're with a bunch of different uh, cases that I'm gonna go through. So basically, it, it's find a different space. And so, uh, most offices I have been to that I have worked in, they have some extra space somewhere. So the point of this is, you know, if you're if you're working and and there's a lot of distractions around, or there's a lot of people around, sometimes um, what you'll find, what a lot, I think a lot of you will agree is finding your own kind of quiet space to get your work done um, will help you be super effective. And so there's a number of ways to find this. And so uh, one way is an empty conference room. If, if you're working a place that doesn't have comp that has conference rooms that are always used, uh, book one, hop in one, go in there and knock out some work for an hour or so and just get, you know, get focused in there. Uh, I, I used to work at a really large company, uh, so I guess this is the second one. And uh, what I'd find is there were um, we had these kind of like kind of like open cubicles. They weren't really like that closed, but they were like these set of four, and uh, just big building with a whole bunch of cubicles. And so you know you had your assigned cubicle, but you know with a large company, people come and go, projects start and stop. And you'll find that a lot of people like will move out of a particular part of a building. And so what that meant was there was tons of free cubicles in different parts of the building and uh, where no one else was. And so oftentimes I would just go find one of those cubicles and just kind of hang out there and just like, you know, two or three hours, just knock out like a bunch of work because no one's around. It's super quiet. Uh, and, and sometimes it was even on the same floor as my, my whole team. It was just on the opposite end of the floor where uh, just no one was because the team just moved or whatever. And so I would just kind of like tuck away over there and just get a bunch of work done. And it was always interesting when you'd go over there and then you'd see like maybe one or two other people and uh, they'd see you come over and you just kind of make that eye contact. Like, yeah, we, we, we're on the same page here. We know what we're doing. Uh, we're just trying to like knock out a bunch of this work and get focused. And so, um, 
probably go find some empty space if you, especially if you're working in a large company there's probably like some extra space lying around where you can just kind of tuck away where no one else is at um also found that like being super cool with like admins um or or like office assistants and, and the maintenance staff really helped because they would kind of let you know like oh you know what like this floor is like empty or whatever like the doors are locked you can go in there anytime um so there was always always like they always know uh what's available what's not and they always have the insights in the building so they go always help you out with that so you know be cool with your OAs and your maintenance staff um let's see i guess the other part of this the next part is uh this is number three um but it would be uh, uh, find an empty floor. So, I mean, some, like super related to the last one, right? Like you can find an empty cubicle, but sometimes you can just find an empty floor. Again, this probably applies to like a larger company, uh, but may- maybe not, who knows, uh, depending on where you work. Uh, but I know in the past, like there's times where I would just go to a different floor and like not even know what's on this floor, open the door and just see like, oh, like no one's in here. I'm gonna go work in here and, and like, not be disturbed uh so empty floor uh there are times this is number four there are times where i would just go into the staircase and like work uh sounds a bit crazy but in in a building where everyone uses elevators and no one uses the stairs uh you just found a space where nobody goes uh and so i would just take my laptop you go to the staircase chill out and just kind of like just get a bunch of work done and so uh it was convenient because no one ever like walked up or down the stairs so i was never like disturbed uh another one is uh your car if you have a car if you drive uh there are times where i would just go out to my car sit in the back seat and uh just go get a bunch of work done so uh that's that's always an option i remember remember a long time ago um this is when uh, this is actually when I had a car and I was living in a city where I could drive. I live in New York now, so I don't have a car. I don't really have a need for one. But a long, long time ago, uh, I remember I would get off work and I'd go pick up the girl I was dating at the time, and uh, she worked at Nordstrom. And sometimes I would show up super early, and at that time I was really into making music, and so I'd have my laptop with me, and you know, with her schedule working at Nordstrom, like. Sometimes she, she, you say she was scheduled to get off at four. Sometimes it would be four. Sometimes it would be five, five thirty, maybe even six. Uh, and so, what I would do is I'd go park the car, hop in the back seat, get on my laptop, and just start like messing around with music and making beats. But I was just like, you know, in my own little world, you know, I'm on my little bubble, my my metal bubble with this car, and just like get a bunch of stuff done. So. Uh, if you have a car, don't underestimate, you know, just hopping in the back seat and getting some work done. And then uh, for me, this is the sixth one um, under under the idea of like finding a different space. Number six for me um, uh, was this is uh, probably more so for people in, in larger cities like New York. Uh, the train, you could get a lot done on the subway. I've never been one to, um, you know, use the laptop on the train. I found that. I never actually tried it. It seems like it'll be a little bit uncomfortable, uh, but for those who do, like more power to you. But what I do is uh, I actually structure some of the work I do, particularly uh, the work I do for Snowball. When I'm thinking about a blog post or a podcast, 
there's a lot that I have to write. And so uh, I try not to do that work when, well, I, sometimes I do that when I'm at a desk, but I, I'll, sometimes I'll save that work for when I'm on the train. Cause I could just sit there on my phone, take all my notes app and just start writing and just kind of be in my own zone. And um, what I found is it actually helps the commute. It makes it like go by way faster. And so for any of you struggling with the commute, you don't like the New York commute, uh, which I understand, you know, sometimes if you just like get a task that you're super focused on, it makes it go by super fast. And so, and, and what I found myself doing is actually taking like the longer commutes, taking the, uh, the, um, uh, the commuter, no, not the commuter. What am I trying to say? Not the express, the local, the local trains. So I take the R train. So sometimes I could take the N or switch to like, uh, the C depending on, you know, where I'm depending on the day and like where I'm going. Um, uh, but sometimes, so I, I would take the R and the most efficient way to get for me to get to my job is I would switch at J street to the C and get off at spring. But uh, sometimes I just take the R all the way to Canal or Prince, and then I can work from there. I can walk from there. It's a longer commute, but what I find is like if I'm sitting there writing a blog post, I get way more done, and and uh, it's just simpler and easier because it's just one one train. I'm not worried about jumping trains or anything like that, switching trains or anything like that. Um, so uh, that's that's another thing for those of you in New York or some of the bigger bigger metropolitan areas. So overall, that's those are all the you know category, all the things I thought about under number two, find a different space. Let's move on to number three. All right, number three on the list of finding time and space is uh, working remotely. And and again, this will apply to some people and more so than others. Um, but when you work remote, you know, you're obviously away from the office and, and hopefully you're in a position where you're free of distractions. Um, and so let me talk about this a little bit more. It's, it's, it's a super effective tool, um, because you, you know, you, what a lot of remote work is fine is that like, you know, you're not, if you work from home, then like right, right then and there, you don't have the commute. So you just roll out of bed and like immediately get to work. And uh, so you save a lot of time in commute and just worrying about getting ready for work and all that. So super effective. Um, it's not an option for, for everybody just to go full remote. Um, and, and, and so I don't talk about, so I want to talk about the, the kind of like half remote or remote here and there. And so just the other day, actually it was yesterday, uh, I worked remote for the first half of the day. Uh, I had some errands to run. And so what I, and yeah, I didn't need to be at work. And so I, my first meeting was uh, in the afternoon and I had other work to do for it that um, that I knew if I went into the office, I wouldn't be that effective because I would be distracted. And so I just told, told everyone like, hey, I'm working, working remote for the first, you know, for the morning, I'll be in the afternoon. And like, I was just like super effective. And then uh, what it also allowed me to do is um, since I'd have to worry about commuting in the morning, is I could like squeeze in a little bit of extra time to work on, on Snowball. So um, I think I like like sketched out or uh, wrote out a blog, a blog post. I was able to get that out in the morning and then jump right into like my nine to five work. And so, um, 
so sometimes it's even doing like a half day remote like just you know you'll be in the afternoon or you'll you'll uh just work in the morning at the office and then like work remotely for uh the second half of the day and just kind of finding a little bit of time that way uh one thing for me uh and and i i encourage this um if you can do it um and if it makes sense for you um so when i work remote i actually i don't work uh from home i find that i'm not that effective at home just uh I don't, there's so many distractions and like, you know, I don't really have like the greatest office set up at home. And uh, so uh, I could do it, but it's not that great. Um, so what I actually have is I have a desk at a co-working space. And so uh, I treat that as like a business expense for a snowball. And, and so when I work remote, whether it's on, I guess, yeah, when I work remote for my job, I just go there and you know, it's a whole office environment with like, a co-working thing that's like super quiet and so um i get a lot of work done there so if you if you have uh you know if you're working full-time but you also have a side job i'd recommend getting like a, a desk at a co-working space it's been it's been really game changing for me particularly on the weekends because that, that's a place i know i could go to that is solid i have a desk um i have everything i need i have wi-fi they have snacks water tea coffee everything i need it's not like a coffee shop where it's like being crammed and, and noisy and loud and it's, who knows if you're gonna get a seat. Uh, it's not at home where you know you're working, next thing you know, like you're taking a nap. Um, it's, it's, a very, uh, it's a very conducive to getting work done. Uh, obviously you have to pay for it. Um, and obviously if it's, it would make more sense, it's probably closer to where you're at. Like I think for me, like the one I go to is only a block away. So it's super convenient, uh, but I'd recommend that uh, if you're if you have your side business. Um, but even even if you don't, even if you're not doing that, and you're just looking for ways to find more time, uh, just just the idea of um, working remote for like even half days, even if it's like once a week, you'll find that you'll kind of like get a lot more work done that way. So that is uh, number three. Number five on the list is um, is to plan out your work. And again, some of these may seem obvious, and I think this is obvious to some people, but or to most of us. But like, I think sometimes uh, we forget it, myself included. Like sometimes you forget to plan out your day. Um, it, it, what it is is um, it, it's more so like making sure you plan in the morning for what you want to get done that day and just kind of being clear on what are the goals and what are the specific things you need to achieve uh, that day. Um, sometimes if you don't do that, typically if you don't do this, right, you end up doing all sorts of different things. You don't have any structure. You don't have any guidance. You end up doing a bunch of things that uh, you thought was important, but, it, you know, maybe didn't really turn out to be uh, that important. And so uh, you, you generally have that feeling of, I was really productive, I got a lot of things done, uh, but I don't really feel like I accomplished anything. And those are two different things, you know, productivity versus accomplishments. And so uh, it's simply, you know, in the morning or the day before, uh, planning out your day, here's what I need to accomplish, here's the, the bigger goals, and here are the things that I need to do to achieve that. Um, and so you kind of stay on track with doing things to achieve 
that are really going to move the needle and, and achieve things that you want to achieve, these goals for, for what you're trying to do. And what that means is you're not just doing a bunch of busy work that looks and feels productive but doesn't really add a lot of value. So that is number five. Number six is um, to plan chunks of work. So this is thinking a bit longer term. So uh, like, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four, five, six weeks. Um, So if you are in the tech space, you probably work um, in this this framework of sprints. Uh, Sprints is essentially, you know, without getting too much into it, essentially like you, you're, you're working in these two-week increments. And so at the beginning of the two weeks, you basically say, here's what uh, I am gonna get done in uh, the next two weeks. It could be, it could be I've seen anywhere from two to six weeks, actually one to six weeks. Two is a typical number. Um, and so you, you and your team, you commit to a certain amount of week work to get done in two weeks. Um, the good thing about it is it adds some structure you know exactly what you need to get done in the two weeks. Um, and then typically the way sprints are set up is, is uh, there's no such thing as, you're not really, you're not supposed to be punished or look down on if you didn't all that work done. Instead of, it's more of a, well, why didn't we get the work done? What can we learn from that? And how can we improve? Which is a good framework to use. If you don't get something done, do a little reflection what happened and how do we improve on that. But the important thing, what I really want to kind of stress is the committing to the work for the next two weeks. Here's what I'm going to do. And so typically we have a tendency to kind of take on too much. Um, and I, one, one of the things I would suggest is uh, actually taking on less. And so, uh, but doesn't mean you're discounting any work. It just says, here's the work that I think I can get done in two weeks. And now what you can do is say, um, here's the work I feel confident I get in two weeks. And then if I get that done, here's, you know, all the extra work that I, I can start to squeeze in, in that two week time frame, as opposed to saying, uh, or feeling pressured to say, I want to get all this work done in two weeks. Sometimes, often, a lot of people, we all do this. We commit to too much work, um, or we take on too much. And so, um, or we, we end up with too much on our plate. And so the two ways that I guess I'm trying to get at with doing the, the idea of like chunking your work in you know, two weeks or whatever time frame you want to use is uh, one, you're, you're adding a little bit of structure to it, right? You're kind of saying, here's the work I'm gonna get in, done in two weeks. Instead of just like no real plan and taking on whatever work that comes with you, uh, whenever, whenever it comes down handed to you from the manager or someone else, you're just saying, here's the work I'm going to get done in two weeks. But then also being, uh, breaking that up into, here's what I feel most confident in, or here's what I'm sure I could get done. And then also here's kind of like the bonus or the stretch goal. So kind of planning on a bigger level, the work you're going to get done. The last tip that I want to talk to you about is 
this idea of uh, shifting your schedule. So typically we say, uh, and again, this may not apply to everyone. Some will be able to do, do this, some won't, depending on, you know, you know your, your, your status, do you have a family or not, or it's probably one of the bigger factors and you know, how flexible is your company. But the idea that shifting when you start and start your time, start and stop, um, so, you know, we say nine to five, and that's generally when a lot of people work, roughly, like, you know, you get at nine, leave at five. I think nowadays it's more like nine to six, maybe. And um, and some people get in earlier, like, you know, eight, seven. Some people get in later, 10, 11. Um, and, and I think that's where I'm getting at is is kind of shifting uh, by, a, by a significant amount your start and end time. So um, there are times where I shift it I would, I would come to work around noon and work noon to eight. And what that meant was, uh, I think when I, when I was younger, there were times where I would just like sleep in and, you know, maybe I was out hanging out later that night and uh, sleep in and then just like, you know, roll into work around noon, work noon to eight or nine, whatever. And, uh, you know, that was that. And, uh, but what I eventually realized is, uh, you know, if I'm up early, I can actually, you know, I, I just shown that I can come to work from noon to eight and that's not a problem. But if I wake up early, then I get a lot of stuff done and then I could go to work. And uh, I'm finding that that actually helps a lot with getting, you know, making the most of your time. And so um, the biggest, the biggest problem that I find with uh, the whole nine to five is when you leave work, it's like, ah, you left work and now you got to go you know, work on something else, like your side business, or you got to go to the gym, and, you know, you're usually tired, you're worn out, you're like, I just spent a whole day at work, like, oh, man, like, you know, you don't always end up, you don't have the emotion, the, the enthusiasm, the motivation at that point, it comes really tricky, and uh, when I, when I, when I used to, when I shifted my gym schedule to the morning, uh, one of the things I realized is, like, you know, I'd go work out in the morning, and then, uh, I'd go to work. And then when I left work, I always had this great feeling of like, oh man, my day is complete. I don't have to go to the gym because I already went. And, uh, and, and that's a, such a good feeling. So I kind of thought, what if like, I, can, I could leave work and say, oh man, my day is really complete. I worked on Snowball and I went to the gym uh, and then I went to work. And so what, uh, one of the things I'm, I'm experimenting with is shifting my schedule so that I wake up, you know, in the morning still and I go to the gym and then, you know, come back home, shower, eat, all that. And then I go work on snowball for a couple hours. And then, so the morning, and then I go into work around noon and work noon to eight and nine. And so the end of my day ends with work and then come home, relax, chill, whatever. Um, but when I leave work, then, you know, I, I feel pretty good about it, right? I, I worked on snowball, worked on my, my side business. I went to the gym. I had a very productive day. And so the, the, the main thing is, uh, uh, at least for me, when I left work, you know, I, I think a lot of people feel this. You leave work, you know, your eight-hour day, which is usually more than eight, usually nine, ten. Um, you feel a bit exhausted, and it's hard to do things. So if you go do those things before you even start your job, then uh, you know, then then you kind of you're kind of making the most of your time. Uh, 
and um, and going back to the whole theme of of this particular podcast here is you know the idea of like finding time and maximizing your time. Um, the other benefit I found with shifting the work to later, this also works earlier too. Is um, I'll talk about that in a second. Is you know later in those hours, you know that five, six, seven, eight, nine, a lot of people start to leave, and so. There's no one there to bother you. No one really wants to have meetings around five or six sometimes, but like, you know, you kind of get your meetings out earlier, like that one, 12, one, two o'clock time frame. And so you can just focus on your work and get a lot done. And it's super quiet, just focus, get a bunch done, and you can be super effective um, and get all your work done so you're not working on the weekends. Um, the same holds true for in the morning. Um, so if you show up to work super early, like six, uh, six to ten, you probably get a bunch of work done before anyone else. And so, um, if you get shift to shift to work, you know, something something to play with, something to think about, something to kind of experiment with, and something I've been doing. Um, I also found that like when you commute, either you know super early, five six in the morning, or a little bit later, you know, eleven twelve one, the commutes are way easier. So life becomes a little bit easier. So. Uh, that's the last tip, kind of play around with, you know, or give it, give it some thought about shifting, shifting your schedule to kind of make the most of your time. You know, what if you didn't have to work nine to five? What if it could be 12 to eight or six to, you know, three to four or whatever it is? Give it some thought. So there it is. Uh, there is uh, what I give you about seven, seven tips with some sub tips in there on, on how to kind of find your time, find your space, find your time with the whole idea of, of just being effective uh, with your time. Again, I'm, I'm looking at this through the lens of I have I have a nine to five, but I also have the side business that I want to work on and I want to grow and it doesn't make any sense to work on my nine to five on the weekend, you know, nine to five is nine to five, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not nine to five, Monday through Friday and Saturday and maybe the occasional Sunday. It's, it's really, you know, 40 hours a week in that Monday through Friday time frame. And so, um, so that, you know, you could just spend 40 hours there and then you can spend the rest of your time, uh, working on, you know, rest of your awake time working on what you really want to work on what you really want to grow um that's how i see it and so i think a lot about how to kind of maximize my time um not not necessarily to be some productivity guru but you know it's tough balancing um real work that has to pay the bills um or your nine to five that has to pay the bills and then what you'd probably consider your real work what you really want to do and getting enough time on that uh, consistently to grow that and so um, there's just some just some tips um, uh, hopefully you found something in there useful hopefully you can kind of take one away one or two away and, and uh, that'll help you um, maximize your time so you know you can spend your weekend working on what you really want to do so thanks for listening hope it was useful and uh, talk to you soon